Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. So today on the podcast, we are having the incredible Sasha Van G join us. She is quite honestly just like an incredible person and just a light for so many people. She has her own podcast called Enlivened and her thing is to help other people find their thing because she has had her own struggle with that and with finding her core purpose as she likes to call it and part of that is involving a breakup and she has a really incredible story of getting back in touch with herself rediscovering who she is and finding what actually lights her up and what her purpose is and breakups are just one of the best times for that work because you're suddenly not basing a lot of your decisions around someone else because no matter how good we are about knowing what we want when we're in a relationship we're going to think about the other person as we're making these decisions and so we thought it was so important to include someone like Sasha in the content that we're putting out on this podcast. So without further ado, let's welcome Sasha to the (laughs) X-Files. Welcome, Sasha. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, It's funny, Sasha and I met in OCA, which um, if you've heard of it, it's by Rachel Bell. Oh my God, so cool. It's just such a cool thing and obviously attracts incredible people because as soon as I signed up, Sasha sent me a message and was like, hey, (laughs) are you taking this course too? So it was really awesome to to make a new friend. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rachel Bell. Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry about that. I was like, do you want me to talk or not? Okay, so yes, we met and I I initially it was just like, I think you had signed up and like you shared in your story and your energy was just so excited. And I was like, fuck yeah, like people that are excited about life, I want to get to know you. Um, but yeah, for everybody else listening, my name is Sasha, and I'm so happy to be here. I am a coach. I'm a mentor, um, mm-hmm. whatever name you prefer to use, but I help people to refine their purpose. This is the thing that was the hardest for me, and I learned all of the things about it, all the wrong ways, all the right ways, and then now I love to help people with this. Yeah. And that's something that just clicks so well with breakups, because I always say it can be like such a transformative time of your life where you get to start making decisions that are actually just in alignment with what you want instead of, you know, subconsciously or consciously taking into account someone else in those decisions. So totally. It can be so eye opening for someone who's been in a relationship, even just for six months much less, you know, five or six years that, oh, wow, I really get to make these decisions just based on my inner desire. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So awesome. So we, you know, you have such an interesting background, Sasha. So we're just going to like dive right in. And these interviews are all about just uh, talking to we say real women, but we're all real <laughs> women, right? Um, <laughs> but, you know, like um, women from all walks of life in w- what the struggles they've gone through, through breakups, finding themselves, finding their purpose and all of that. And so you have such a cool story. So would you like to give us, give our listeners a little bit of a intro to where you're coming from? Yeah. Absolutely. Let's talk about this dark night of the soul that you're. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. We're like, yeah, dark night, dark of, night the of the soul. soul. So fun. Um, I, I do. I do. I mean, it's funny because now we're laughing about it. And I think I just want to be conscious of the person who's listening to this, who's actually in their dark night of the soul, or yeah, they're just like sure. about to get there. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they're delaying a breakup that's about to happen and they're delaying that dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to share my story very quickly. It goes, it's a big story. It's pretty long. Um, but I mean, I you don't have to be quick. You I, can, <laughs> or whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, well, I want, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can talk for a long time, but let's, <laughs> let's, I'll try to be concise. So long story short, I lived my life in general for other people, especially growing up. I was an athlete. I played for team sports. I played ice hockey. I played uh, rugby, soccer, and American football because my dad was a coach. And I've always been in, in, you know, like super tomboy, super high performance. (laughs) Uh, I went to high school. I was actually um, scouted to go to the U.S. I'm Canadian. And for hockey, yeah. So, what? so in high so school, I, my whole life, yes, yes, yes. Because yeah, there there wasn't um, that many girls that played at a certain high level, and I played with boys for such a long time. And then when I went to play with girls, there weren't that many teams, and they were like, "Oh, she's good." With guys, I I sucked at one point. Well, I was still pretty good, but I mean, I was uh, playing at a high high level. And then once I started playing with girls, I was like, oh, okay, I'm like significantly at the top. <laughs> and then I went to school in another place where, where the other girls were like amazing as well. So long story short is my, my life was like high com- competitive, competitive, mm-hmm. competitive, competitive, be the best, be the best, be the best. This was like that in my hockey teams, whether with boys or with girls, uh, it was like that in my family. Um, mm-hmm. My parents are both extremely driven. My brother is extremely driven, played pro hockey. And it was just like an environment of performance. And mm. over time, I actually had a moment in university. It was like, I, do I want to keep doing this or not? And their answer was like, no, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like I, 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 I had like a moment of why did I play hockey for 20 years? Like, <laughs> it was just like identity crisis um so this process of stopping the sport is really where shit hit the fan Mm -hmm. this is with the dark night of the soul because I didn't know who I was I didn't know like who to be anymore I didn't I'm like girly girl am I an athlete what am I and this is when like 18 years old is when I started getting quite depressed and I would say I actually dated somebody at that point. I'm going to start relating it more to boyfriends and, and right. stuff because I know this podcast is... <laughs> the, the, yeah. the but focus, just a quick so, question. Um, um, has anyone ever related your story to 
uh, the character Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh. <laughs> she's a Canadian <laughs> no, I... female who plays hockey, who has driven parents, who then decides if she's going to become sporty or girly. <laughs> so, oh, I, didn't, okay, I, I, just had I, to I ask. saw a lot of those episodes, but um, yeah, I, I think maybe one or two people have said that to me, like in the States, but I was okay. like, <laughs> I didn't know the show at that point. Okay. And I yeah. watched it later on, but yeah, I think she's awesome and so just had to ask. She you. is. She is. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. Right. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um. So that's okay. And then, uh, so so long story short, at that time, and like this is this is so long ago, but I want to speak to whoever's listening. I was in that relationship, but I was still I did not know who I was. So my mm. feeling good came from the other person. Came from like he needed to fulfill all of my needs even if I didn't even know myself. Um, And then there came a point where he wanted to go to school at this place. And I wanted to just be with him because it was like my lifeline, right? Mm -hmm. Like the only way I felt good was basically to be with him. Yeah. And this is not something empowering. Like I'm not proud of this. So long story short, I have done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so, so I'm just going to, cause I I'm, I've been married for like a long time at this point, but this is, we're talking like over a decade ago and well, I think it's I, important though to talk about these things because these are such common things that people that women do in their 20s that mm-hmm. will then go on to impact our later relationships and it's what we learn yes. from these so mm-hmm. true right and and I would even say like I mean it was 20s obviously I've, I've been married well into my 30s but I I would say like I've met women that are in their 30s or 40s or 50s and they're they are in those patterns so it's a matter of awareness and and awareness I would say um but at that time I had like zero (laughs) like zero (laughs) the only thing I knew what to do was like do really well and do well do really well on the ice and try to please people so they like you and I I that strategy didn't work so much that I ended up just like seeking external validation in all the ways. I followed my my ex at university. So I applied to the same university he got into. I was better at school than him. I was, he was really good at hockey, but mm-hmm. in the women's world, I, I, I ended up being like better for another school, but I just gave away all my dreams. <laughs> to go to be with with him in that school I at that point I didn't even want to play hockey anymore but I still played hockey because I wanted to go to that school with him do you see what I'm saying like I completely kept cheating myself just to be with him and oh my goodness like I like I'm hitting my head yeah it sounds (laughs) like a bit of or a lot of like major cognitive Difference, right? Dissidence, (laughs) different cognitive (laughs) dissidence is sounds like what you were going through. Just like yeah, so talking yourself into this, right? And I, I I just in my head, it was just like, well, I have to just be with him. So obviously, I have to like it has to take away from my life because I didn't know any other way. And also, Mm. I grew up in like my parents are still together, but to be honest, it's not like. The example of like how it should be so uh-huh. um mm-hmm. so I didn't really know how one should be with a relationship I didn't really have a great role model couple in my life so I had no idea what it was supposed to look like that being said 
after one year being in university with him, shit hit the fan for real for me. Not between us, but me realizing I I don't want to play hockey anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in this school. I want to know what it's like to, to live my life for me. Um, because at that time I was like maintaining a 4.0. I had to because of scholarship I was on. I was no longer playing hockey. So in long story short, I was like trying to keep up these sandcastles in the air. And like the ocean was coming to like say, fuck that, this is not a line. And I was yeah. just like protecting the wave. You're like, like no, because if <laughs> I lose this, what what's left? I mean, you exactly. built, you know, especially as you were, you were already feeling like it was like crumbling and you weren't doing something that you were enjoying. And then you just kept adding and adding onto it. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, what happens if you take away the one like light that you have, mm-hmm. even if it's not perfect? Absolutely. Like I was no longer, I was not long, I was not willing to give up the shittiness I had, like the shittiness I had, the devil I knew was mm-hmm. the best thing I knew. Yeah. Well, like, it's something it that either you know. that or nothing. Exactly. The devil, mm-hmm. you know, so, I get so. It after that point I decided to go back I I went back to school in Canada for the rest of my university career I guess I could say Mm -hmm. um and we were still dating officially but like that was obviously like long distance and it was he was going through his shit I was going through my shit like we were both uh just beginning on he was beginning in the hockey team like trying to make his place uh which was like 100% his focus which was great because really good and that's where he was doing the right thing I was not mm-hmm. so that's why I was on hockey yeah. and so I went to another school and then we broke up and I was like I remember this was like seriously one of the darkest nights of my life I remember I was 20 or 19 and oh I drank so much and oh. like I, I I swear to god I, I I had like a big bottle of vodka never really drank vodka like I, I never even drank at that point um, but I drank like all of it. I was so sad. And then I was like, okay, I'm never doing this again. Long story short, I looked for rebounds everywhere, like to make me feel better. Like, but I never had a serious relationship until like seven years after that, Whoa. like five, year, five years after that, <laughs> five years okay. to be real. Mm, um, yeah. Cause I had another relationship and this is actually unfair to me. I dated this guy for like a year and a half, but we were so misaligned. Like yeah. I can't even say that we were officially dating we were officially dating but it was like such a shit show oh my god um, I've been there <laughs> yeah distractions are awesome yeah it was such a distraction yeah it was a, it was a it was a great distraction and I would even say like we're we're still cool now like there's no oh, a okay. lot of shit happened that's but, nice you know, we, we don't talk but I, I would say that all of my exes are I th- if I saw them in a restaurant or somewhere uh, we would talk. I'm pretty sure it would be like a nice, friendly meeting. Cool. N- nothing good. like no charges left, but yeah. like, oh, I hope you're well kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like that. I feel really good about that. Um, but that's from my, my point. Yeah, of view. I was just going to say that's really awesome for yeah. some people and some people need the charge to stay away. So whatever works for yeah. you, but that's, that's well, great. They live really far away, so that's <laughs> oh, there far. You go. that helps. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> but, but so if you were to see each other, you'd be yeah. like, what Weird. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it would, it would be, it would be Why so are you crazy. in Canada? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, so so anyway, so after that, that that process, like um that breakup with two people, I was still really confused about who I was and I would can I be like super real in this podcast? Yeah, like, can I tell definitely. the truth? So I would party a lot. And yeah, I was going to ask you Because I was this. sad. Because I was mm-hmm. really sad. And I would look for the like high vibes. But yeah. for, to be honest, like for about five years, the only way that I knew to be happy and I loved it. And I, all my friends were like this at that time was to go out, to go mm-hmm. out like four nights a week crazy mm-hmm. and like <laughs> now that I look at that I'm like this is nuts and I even had weeks that I would go out like five or six times a week university life obviously it's like that yeah. some, for a lot of us and the problem is I was burning the candle at both ends yeah. I would go to school really all day long and then I would party my face off on like three day four day yep. weekend mm-hmm. and that was not the vibe for me like it everything like it was hard to maintain my health my weight I lost I think I was like 100 pounds and I'm a small person but that's like 20 pounds below my normal weight and I just like everything was hitting the fan like shit hit the fan health wise um happiness wise I was just never happy things like relationships broke everything was so out of alignment then after university, after I graduated, the first thing I said, I was like, I, I'm not even going to wait for my graduation. I just need to leave. I need mm-hmm. to, to leave and find myself. So I went to South Africa for <laughs> the plan was to stay right. for three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. The, the plan was to, to, to stay for three months, but I ended up staying for three years. Oh my God. I relate to this so much. Janice did that with Australia. Yes, I was meant to go to Australia for a month and I stayed for five years for the same reason, same reasons. So finding yourself? Uh, Wanting to distract myself, wanting to find purpose, you know, thinking that I'd found something and wanting to, you know, commit to it, Mm -hmm. finding connections that I thought I didn't have. Exactly. Like it, it just felt like I was misaligned with everybody I knew. Like yeah. I never mm-hmm. felt at home or seen or heard or understood mm-hmm. when I spoke with my family. It was like I was an alien. I just I didn't connect or feel connection with anybody. But that's because I was so disconnected with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I wasn't even close to me. And funny story, Janice, I before I decided on South Africa. It was between Australia and South Africa, so I feel you. I was like, oh. I want a hot climate. I want to want to be That's able to just speak far English, away, but far away. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately, uh, I decided on South Africa just because it felt even more foreign, and I was really looking for a complete like distraction, yeah. like not not necessarily distraction, because a lot of people are like, you're running away from your life, and I mm. I actually I I ran a, I went to I ran towards myself. Yeah. Like that's what I wanted to live for me for once. Like, because mm-hmm. I had been living for my ex. I had been living for my parents for their approval, approval mm-hmm. of this, approval of that, uh, you know, external references. Like that was it for me. I didn't mm-hmm. even know what it meant to live authentically in alignment. Like that wasn't even a concept. Yeah. Right. Like that's not even a normal thing. So 
long story short, I'm, I'm in South Africa. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm really starting to get to know myself. I'm still partying at this time. But yeah. it's like, for the first time in my life, I feel so alive. Like I feel mm. when I'm not partying, I still feel excited. When I'm not partying, I'm still happy. When I'm not partying, I'm, I'm still proud of who I am. So this was a brand new thing. I was also feeling like I had some sense of control over my life. Like I was starting to, you know, really wake up to things. Um, but this was actually the hard um, darkness of the soul, like dark night of the soul. When I met my husband, we started dating. We decided, okay, let's go back to Canada. I'm speeding uh -huh. up. I just want to get to the freaking point. Yeah. <laughs> we, You're totally, so, I'm in rapture. It's all good. It's all good. I'm we met. We went to I'm Canada. Sorry, um, okay, yeah. but I have to just say, he's Canadian and you just happened to meet in South Africa? No. He, My husband is, is like the hottest South African. I mean, I'm obviously married to him, so I'm so biased. But when I <laughs> okay. saw him, I legit, like, I, everything inside of me was like, mm that yeah like, you know like, very cool <laughs> so I don't know I don't know if, I don't know if like that was like the healthy thing we definitely like healed I mean, it, so it much okay yeah, yeah yeah but it's been a journey so I don't want to say like okay. that's healthy necessarily <laughs> anyone who listens to this know that we say take your time like if you feel it that's great but like let's take still listen to it well so. that's the genius so he his mom is a psychologist thank god because I saw him and I wanted to like wife, like I was so like, I yeah. couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like, I wanted everything. to wife. <laughs> like, I, I wanted, wanted to, to wife him up. <laughs> like, I wanted to like be like merged together. Mm, Obviously yeah. this is my codependency slash. Like I need to be with something like there's a yeah. lot of shit going on. And I knew I was not in the healthy, healthiest peak state, but I was ready. Like I wanted like, excitement and he was exciting to me mm -hmm. so that's what I I wanted I just wanted excitement at that point and he had just left a two three-year relationship so he was like nope I am like I'll go on a date with you to like chat but like, I just want you to know like I am not dating I am there's no yeah. way I'm dating I need to heal myself and I was just like what don't you see how hard <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> you want to be single like, that yeah. sounds terrible <laughs> yeah. I mean he was like he was he like there was obviously a lot of chemistry like a lot that was undeniable mm -hmm. but um the problem was like like I was there and at that point I, I only had a visa for one year and mm -hmm. he was actually from uh, Johannesburg which is like 17 hours mm -hmm. away and then he was actually just starting school and about to go live in Namibia to go to his school anyways there were so many logistical like mismatches that it just didn't make sense on any in any plane any way shape or form mm -hmm. like it just didn't make sense and it was like oh my gosh like this is all I want and I would go to bars yeah. and I would meet other guys and I'd be not interested because yeah. like all I wanted was this thing because I had decided you know <laughs> completely like like a little yeah. um Tasmanian devil like this is it that's what I want this is it nothing else yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was so annoying because I didn't want that but I was and energetically there was something that was hooked you know mm -hmm. and and I couldn't pinpoint that anyway so that 
to the day that we met to the day that we officially started dating it was something like a year and a half Mm -hmm. but once we yeah it's super long but like we kept having dates with like we couldn't leave each other's lives but he was so guarded like he was really healing Mm -hmm. and protecting himself and finally one day he yeah finally one day actually it's because I was babysitting his lizard at the time. <laughs> I was like, do I want to say this? <laughs> and, and, All right. <laughs> well known for their no, no, need I, for I, affection I, and companionship. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he, he, he's a game ranger. So in South Africa, if you work with animals, like wild animals. So he has like, a, he had snakes and tarantulas and all kinds of things. I like him. And I ended up, oh, he's, a fantastic person we can, i've always I said literally... i wanted to have a tarantula a pet oh tarantula. he had three oh, that's yeah. so cool i love that it's, personally yeah okay. he's a wild wildlife man so oh, and cool. i'm from freaking montreal like not that you know but i was <laughs> like oh, spiders don't live so here. exciting <laughs> tell, tell me about these like the wild so he was so exciting to me because he was so different than everything i knew yeah, um, but yeah. anyway so the, the the beautiful little lizard that i was babysitting while he was in school ended up dying and I was in, I was a no. fucking mess like I had gotten so attached oh to the God. lizard because he was away at school so the lizard was like this like link if you will yeah and it was a big right. lizard it was a bearded dragon if you guys don't know what that is yeah they're yeah, so cool like uh-huh. they're the coolest I brought him to work he slept in between my boobs because it was warm yeah. like he never yeah. was in a cage so this is a little boring for people listening, but after that, when I he don't died, think so actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know it's not it's it's many things, well, but it's not boring. <laughs> okay, great, 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 great. Uh, so anyway, the, the lizard died, and I I was so depressed and sad. I I legit was oh. like gonna. I was I was I was sobbing. I actually didn't go into work the next day, and he was like, "Oh, Sash, that's okay." Uh, and we, what we did is we ended up like saying a beautiful little prayer for that beautiful son of ours. And Aww. the next day he took me to breakfast and he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I remember being like, Aww. fuck, that's what it took. You got to know each other. He took his yeah. time. Yeah. You got to see yeah. how each other reacted to different <laughs> things. And yeah, yeah, maybe it did yes. trigger something in him. But he'd also right. learned all these other things about you before. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, think that he got makes to... sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was way more rational than I was. I was completely, <laughs> completely not in the right headspace. I was like mm-hmm. impatient and I want to just date. Let's go. You know, like, let's yeah. get burned. Like, I was completely <laughs> crazy. Um, but he was, he, he was the, and you know, the, anyways if you know me well you're like yeah okay and he now is the perfect balance to my fire like he's a water sign and he calms me down and he's grounded and all of those beautiful qualities so uh, I'm grateful for that because he's different but he compliments me and it's genius for our relationship and our marriage so after that uh, it was very quick once we started dating it was like okay and then we're moving to Canada then we got married like it was like bam 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 like we got married a year after we started dating and we moved in together right away and we changed countries together right away we actually started like everything was like boom boom, 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 boom. yeah so it took a long time to start 
the process mm-hmm. in my opinion it was a long time but I think if a psychologist or somebody that's an expert on the subject would be like no that's the right thing yeah it just felt so fucking long for me because I was like <laughs> I feel like I'm on the back burner, bro. Like, let's go, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not used to this. Like, no. like I was, my ego was really yeah. um, hurt nonstop. I was, I was hurting nonstop. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh. I well, could go especially so when different. you're used to being sought after, I guess I could kind of get that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and it's like, you're like- the one that I want and the mm-hmm. only one who like isn't interested for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But isn't that, um, isn't but, that always uh, like that? Isn't it always like that? That's kind of a little true, bit. Yeah. Well, me, you know, me, sometimes you know, the, it's worth the things that are the most special are the worth are worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? I'm okay. so, I'm now like if we're talking about this, I'm so fucking grateful because yeah. we've actually had so many friends in the meantime. They got married quickly, they dated quickly, now they're divorced, and now they've had like four relationships since the marriage. And yeah. it's like, okay, so I'm not comparing, but I can see that there's other realities yeah. and other ways to go. And with retrospect, I'm so grateful that it mm-hmm. was like slow to start. And now it's mm-hmm. such a, such a castle. Oh, good. Um, but the reason why it is so strong is because we've been like, we go through things and we deal with them. So mm-hmm. it shit hits the fan often but we really look at it often, but we've had a major, major, major um, breakthrough recently where it's like, oh my goodness, things are way different now. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. So just to, to bring you guys back to, to speed, uh, the, the listener, <laughs> when we start, <laughs> when listener. we moved back, dear listener, when we moved back <laughs> to Canada and we were dating and the relationship front was amazing. Mm-hmm. What wasn't amazing was me again I was like whoa what am I doing again now I'm in Canada I'm with the love of my life the Mm -hmm. hottest man on the planet to me and I don't know what I want to do for a job I don't know what what I want to do and for a long time I was still in those patterns of like wanting to be a person to them wanting to be in it for them like how can I please them yeah defining yourself through other people's eyes instead of like through yourself so even if I got the relationship, I was still fucked up and like, I hadn't dealt with my problems, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I hadn't mm-hmm. dealt with my, myself. Um, so that was a beautiful mirror because he was so like healthy and all that. And he mirrored to me like, Hey, I'm going to hold space for you, but like, this is, this is your term. And I was very depressed. Uh, again, those like health issues started ha- popping up again, like a lot, uh, allergies, just like, Mm-hmm. A, a lot of stuff that I don't need to go into but just like yeah. I was not healthy and that's really was I would say my darkest night of the soul happened mm-hmm. within my dream relationship and with all of the different dark nights of the soul I actually woke up and I realized that I needed to start living even more for me so mm-hmm. it's a refining process that kept happening yeah the refining process like ego death ego death ego death until yeah. uh, so like a serious re- like seriously I was like this is real death like, that's how serious it felt mm-hmm. and, and you were this uh, was still, when you were still kind of involved in party culture uh, I would say I would say at that point I had stopped okay. partying yep, I, this is when we were back in Canada and the partying was like not that 
um, intense anymore. It was still like that, Mm -hmm. but the difference was that whenever, if I wasn't partying, I was sad. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's when I noticed like, okay, it's almost like I need to, to like party. I need some weed or some alcohol or whatever. And then I'm happy. And then if I'm by Mm -hmm. myself sober at my house, I feel depressed. Yeah. Something's missing. I mean, I think that's important to like share because I think, you know, our listener is probably going through a breakup right now. Like, you know, you're having a rough time. And I think when you're in that spot, you can feel like either getting back with your ex or getting over your ex and onto someone new will fix all of this like heartache that's happening. But sometimes even if you fix those external things, it's not going to make you feel whole and complete. That's something that happens within you. And I think sometimes people can only find that when they are in a breakup or, you know, are going through something super bad externally that they realize, oh shit, it's all in me anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yes, that's, I'm so glad that that came through because that's to me that's exactly the lesson it's like no matter what's going on in the external Mm -hmm. if you do want to have like the quality of the relationship that I have right now is because I've put so much focus on me and my values and knowing what I stand for and getting to know me and then the more that I leveled my life the more that I stopped needing (laughs) external um, things like I don't need partying I don't need and everything comes from the inside and this is now like four years ago like like I'm so far from that it seems Mm -hmm. but it's not that long ago in time but the the changes that I've gone through are insane and what I would say is that the man that I'm with he actually didn't change that much in that time Mm -hmm. he's he's going through his big up level like like right now yeah and and like that wake like dark night of the soul and all that and it's it's so it's so fucking sexy to me to watch him go through that (laughs) because I'm like when I was going through it so what I'm saying is like to have a very healthy relationship in my opinion for anybody listening breakup or no breakup like it's about you Mm -hmm. that's like it's about you and your relationship with you to me this is what it is because you can you can only come to the relationship with what you are, with what you have. And it, it's like, I have this beautiful friend that I adore. I love her so much. She's one of the, if you met her, you'd be like, wow, she's breathtaking. All of the mm-hmm. things, funny, hilarious, smart from a good, I mean, all of the check marks. Yeah. And, but she, she keeps having um, really like, like six months relationships and then it breaks up. Yeah. Six yeah. months relationship breaks up. And it just happened on Friday. She communicated with me and she said, I don't understand. I do everything for them. I don't get it. Yeah. And, uh. and to me, to me, that was like Sasha from like when she was a 20 year old and went to school yeah. to please that guy. But that was my really good friend doing this. And she's now getting hurt and hurt and hurt and wasting mm-hmm. time. And she's like, I'm getting to this age. I don't understand. I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing these things. I feel like I'm a sex worker slash maid. And I'm like, oh. that's the thing. That's oh, God, scary. send her to us, please. No. I told oh. her all about it. And I'm oh, like, oh, perfect. Yeah. But she's a French Quebec 
person so she like she we have international clients i'm happy okay, to well, speak yeah. with her <laughs> okay. her english wow. she, yeah but yeah she needs to listen to your podcast because she is seriously like such a home run of a person it's just oh, that her focus you. is on external yeah right yeah. and not on her and i'm like focus on you right like, that's i know so, so hard to explain yeah, mm-hmm. and so many women just grow up with this idea of finding your soulmate. Yay, that's what life is about. And it, yeah. it just when you get so caught up in the finding your soulmate, you um, you just fail to recognize how mm-hmm. it's in here. <laughs> and I know yeah. it's a cliche, but it's there's just cliche, nothing good can come of it unless mm-hmm. you become your own best friend first. Right, and, that's uh, well said. I completely agree. Being your mm-hmm. own best friend. And also just like, what are your values? Like, what are, what are your values? Yeah, do, you do you know what you're Yeah. Yeah. And then what are you protecting? And mm-hmm. what are you willing to, to, to trade away? Because mm-hmm. that, that's, that's the thing. And I honestly, I forgot about that mindset until recently when she was sharing this with me. And I was just like, oh, fuck. There's a lot yeah. of people still living yeah. like this yes. for other people. Yeah. And it's really hard to be happy. And then when you're unhappy, it's really hard to attract the person you're supposed to yeah. be with. Yeah, it's almost impossible to attract someone of value when you're coming from this place of like yeah. kind of desperation, disparity, need. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just came up with a metaphor. Fill me up. Go, go ahead. What's your? Metaphor? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like um. Okay, here we go. Because we were talking about partying. Oh boy, buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> So when you're living for other people, it's like trying to get yourself invited to other people's parties. You're like, hey, are you doing anything? Can I come over? Like you're inviting yourself over and it's kind of like after a while, you're like, it's a kind of repelling energy. But if you're if you are your own best friend and you're living for yourself and in alignment with yourself, you have your own parties. You set the vibe, you set the rules, you choose who gets to come in. And it's kind of like, are you going to be the right vibe for my party? Yes or no. Okay. If you don't follow the rules, you have to leave, you know? And it's like way more magnetic and people want to come to your party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, begging yeah. for an invitation <laughs> is so much different than saying, I have yeah. this beautiful thing going on. You know, do you want to be invited? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's such a great analogy. Good job, nice Claire. Work. That's so, yeah. So, that's, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry I cut you off. No, no, you're <laughs> fine. All right. So, oh, the, it's such a cool story. I really think that you're on to something with this this uh, personal journey that you've been on and sharing it more. Mm-hmm. But let's, uh, wow. I mean, let's move into how you came to know that helping people find their purpose is your purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's even harder. I oh, mean- okay. Well, <laughs> it's, it's happening simultaneously, right? And I would say that there's the finding your purpose slash finding your soulmate. To me, it's kind of the same process because it's about a, it's about a refinement of you. So it's about those ego deaths. It's about, okay, I'm no longer available for this. I'm no longer available for that. Uh, It's about a constant process of taking inventory of what do you live for? What do you stand for? and protecting that with certain boundaries. So for example, before 
I was on my purpose and before I was doing that thing, before I was all of that, I started to, I was like this nine to five job. I was an interior designer. And oh initially God. I was so, I know. I'm <laughs> How so, much I'm have so you crazy. done in your life? <laughs> I know. That's, that's the thing. Like I've done so fucking much yeah. with my life because I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. I think I played hockey to impress my parents. I think mm-hmm. I played sports to impress my parents. I, I genuinely think so. And it's a little sad. And the same happened when I was a little bit older. I was like, I initially, I went to school for business. I got my business degree, mm-hmm. not because I was interested in business, because my parents had a business and I was like, well, they want me to work for them. And that was what I thought which is not interior design. I actually, when I wanted to do interior design, I was embarrassed to tell my parents because I knew they would say, oh, that's not a real job and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still went to school for it. I got the degree and then I performed. I, I was an interior designer. It was great. But the job that I was at, I'm not a, I'm, I was doing well, mm-hmm. but I was so unhappy. Like it took about three hours every night, I would take a long bath. I would drink wine in the bath. And then I was okay to start the next day. Like, again, I was crutching on alcohol. I was crutching on other things. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't me authentically happy. I was Mm -hmm. unhappy. So I was serving people, helping people, but at my detriment, I was hurting Mm -hmm. myself to help others. Mm -hmm. After about two years of that, I was just like, fuck it do this anymore like this is so misaligned and I ended up burning out so hard like Mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of bed my adrenals were shot and I like I just I couldn't work anymore Uh, I actually saw the movie heal have you guys seen that no with it's a it's a documentary I should say so it's gonna write it down (laughs) oh I've heard of him to be honest (laughs) So, you you haven't seen it you've heard of it uh-uh. i've heard yeah. of joe dispenza oh, yeah okay. it's it's with joe dispenza and like a bunch of other people like uh, so okay. many people and this when i saw that i immediately like i was sobbing it was a oh. sunday and i knew right away like i need to quit my job the next day like, i there was no doubt mm-hmm. and as soon as my boss showed to work I told them right away and I was like, I'm out. And I just, I spent like a little bit of time, like not, not a little bit. It was like a month where I was just like, I felt like I was licking my wounds in my bed, crying every day, but I was so relieved as well. Cause I, I felt like I had just finally removed the arrow of my, my body. Like it was like an arrow that was hurting constantly and getting infected and all that. And I knew it was misaligned. You were like, I'm fine. I'm just going to ignore this thing poking out of me. (laughs) Yeah. Because I thought, I thought I had to, I had, I thought I had to suck it up. I come from a background with my family. Like they're like, stay in it. You don't quit anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, You keep going like tough, you know? And um, so there was a lot of shame for me in quitting and like I didn't want to be that person and all that. And then I, I had to, like, I genuinely felt like I had to. And when I finally did, I started to think, and then I started my personal de- development journey, like for real, real. Cool. Mm-hmm. I did a program. And then I, I, I think like one month into the program, it was supposed to be like a start your business program kind of thing. 
but mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't even that good to be honest it was really, like, <laughs> like looking back uh, like, I mean oh my yeah God. These you days, start somewhere right <laughs> yeah you start somewhere and you, you're and like cringe but yeah, yeah 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 like it was not the best but what I found out was like through going through that pro- that uh, program I quickly realized oh my god I thought I wanted to be in here to be an interior designer and start my own uh, interior design business and I quickly oh. realized that is not what I want to do like there's not enough significance for me anymore like it and mm-hmm. I started this progress this pro- this process and then at the same time I was getting more and more into astrology I was getting more and more into uh archetypes and human design and I, I just that intuition started to get real strong yeah. I started to get really strong with knowing who I was and and just really feeling confident I started to get enlivened again I started to feel alive and I it was no longer dependent on anything other than me mm-hmm. like my happiness came from me my excitement came from me all of that was like, whoa. And all of a sudden I started to realize I started showing up on social media. I was excited to share my journey. I was excited to share my path and slowly, but surely like how manifestation works. I mean, I don't have to spell it out, but you get good at something. And then friends would start asking for readings and things would happen. So I started to do astrology readings and design readings for fun, just Mm -hmm. for fun. And then people were like, yo, you're, you're really fucking good at this. Like you need to do this. And I was like, no, I can't do this. And like, obviously the, what's it called? Um, the, the thing when you are, you're not, you don't feel like you're ready for it. Oh, imposter imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) It's so long ago. I'm like, I don't even, like, I can't. What, what, what is imposter syndrome? I don't know her. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, I was so imposter syndrome at that time. But, um, so slowly, but surely I was really into, like, I, I started to pay attention to what I was into and I was really ridiculously into manifestation. Mm-hmm. And I was ridiculously into uh, astrology and everything that had to do with identity and getting to know yourself and feeling mm-hmm. completely authentic. And I was like invited to be on podcasts, invited to do this and that. And I was like, what is happening? And it was mm-hmm. quick. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even know how it happened. And slowly but surely I did programs. And my programs are always centered towards identity and purpose. So mm-hmm. wh- who are you and why did you incarnate? And that is a major theme in astrology. So mm-hmm. although I started with that, it evolved into something completely different because I started to see that all of the readings I was doing, all I gave a shit about was mm-hmm. the purpose part. Like, mm-hmm. why did this happen? And then understanding it and then, I just, I was like, wow, that's all I want to do all the time. All I want to do is research more of this and teach more of this and Mm -hmm. slowly but surely. And ironically, through my purpose programs that I've ran now three times uh, about like, it's my fourth I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. There is a theme and you guys are going to love this because it's kind of the essence of your podcast. There's a, a funny thing that happens when people take my programs and I don't want to say this is exciting because it's not people will be like scared and they'll never do it 
Oh, I but know like where you're going. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think I know where like, you're going. There's breakups. There's yep. <laughs> so bre- they like take my program. They're like, oh my god, I've been settling, and they break up. And yeah. All right, let's like get into years. this. Let's <laughs> in. All right, go tell us more. <laughs> well, I mean, it's isn't that crazy? So my pro- my programs have nothing to do with relationships mm-hmm. in terms of. Uh, like that's not what they're I don't market to this this is not my expertise I just have my own personal story but what I do talk about is so many areas where we settle and we get we sell ourselves short we take what is there because it's there Mm -hmm. not because we're choosing it and that's what I talk about in terms of jobs I talk about that in terms of jobs that people like click into like oh fuck this is the truth also yeah. in my relationship and in my last program there were I'm not even joking I think like six people <laughs> I'm not even joking I can name oh them if you want no I mean you have our information you have our information so what uh, 100% to give to believe people. it um, yeah so it, it, what comes to mind though is like uh the way we do something is the way we do everything right yes and so they can't help but find out that they're settling in these other yeah. areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's wow. so important because it's like you spend most of your, your hours of your life either sleeping next to someone or <laughs> at work. Right. <laughs> so like, right. Yeah. I, and it's like, that should be a big deal. That should be mm-hmm. an area that you're not just settling for or trying to convince yourself. Like absolutely not. We try to convince ourselves, oh, this is what I have to do. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But like the fact that you're saying it's not that bad is like showing what you're you're available for. You're available for it's not that bad. Yeah. And I just made a decision in my life. Like I'm not that I want, I want amazing. And that doesn't mean that I just expect my partner or my job to provide the amazing. It means I demand amazing from me and not in terms of performance, but in terms of presence, in terms of real, in terms of when I look in the mirror, I want to feel an integrity with myself. I want to feel proud of myself. And as you can probably see, like, I don't really, I don't depend on partying at all, like anymore whatsoever. I, it's almost, it's almost like, hard for me to say no I really don't want to party like, I, I, I don't want to let you down like I don't even want to because in my head all, all I really really want to do is be present with my little family my husband my my three fur babies and and work on my business like that's my joy that's where my energy wants to go so the social thing is almost like do I have to and then I get there and I'm happy but mm-hmm. you know, and they, they've changed completely. Like every, it's so healthy now. And it's such a, it's a wholesome event as opposed to let's get blacked out, you know, like yeah, everything, really... everything shifted. I'm what just is not your available. Design type? My human design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your and type? What do you think? Yeah. Generator. Think? Um, manifesting generator. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. No, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm a newbie to human design. Yeah. Well, you're right. Cause there's only four types and ge- manifesting generators are actually a subtype to a generator. Okay. So we're just a more specific. So you're perfectly right. You, you nailed it. 
Very cool. Oh, <laughs> um, um, I'm so fascinated with this. So let me think how to phrase this. All right. So for someone who's just gone through a breakup, whether it was because of taking your course or not, um, and they're He's ready so to... <laughs> Is it know, because you realize you're better and you're worth more? Exactly. Yeah. You just up level so much. People misalign, but yeah. Sorry. Keep going. I mean, it makes sense. And seriously, to <laughs> any people who are listening who have taken Sasha's course, who have then ended a relationship, more power to you. You're amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. well done for knowing that you deserve a joyful relationship and something yeah. that you're going to wake up every morning just mm-hmm. thrilled about. It's so never too late. <laughs> if you've gone through a breakup and you're on the path um, towards a new future and you're interested in learning about your purpose and fulfillment and what your identity is, where do you begin? Oh, I love this question. I love you for asking it. <laughs> the, where, where do you begin? And this is something that I think will trigger a lot of people. It would have triggered me. But you have to get unapologetically selfish. Mm-hmm. You have to put your attention on you. The spotlight needs to be on you. And this is one of the things we do in the program with me is like the spotlight gets on you. And that's when you start realizing, oh, shit, I have needs. I have mm-hmm. desires. I have my own wants. It's like, it's actually about me now. It's not about how much I'm pleasing others. So that's my number, like my one liner is get unapologetically selfish. And a lot of people think that that's like, oh my God, so shadowy, but it really isn't. It's because the the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do, in my opinion, for your purpose, for your relationship, for the things you want in life is to get to know you really well so that you can communicate that. If Mm -hmm. you want to get into a relationship and you don't get, you don't know yourself and you're like, you talk to your partner and you're like, meet my needs, do this Mm -hmm. for me, blah, blah, blah. And the partner's like, what do you want? And you can't Mm -hmm. even articulate it. Like Mm -hmm. you're at fault. Like you have to be able to articulate your needs. Mm -hmm. People aren't mind (laughs) readers. Exactly. And I, I expected my, all my exes and even my husband, I still probably do sometimes I'm sure I do I'm definitely I definitely for sure do but I catch myself often and I try to meet my own needs I have this I know what they are and I don't I don't settle like I don't I don't try to pretend like it's Mm -hmm. his responsibility to build this up because it's not so my whole thing and I don't know if you guys agree or not but it's about becoming you becoming whole in doing that silly shadow work like a mofo like really prioritizing doing your work doing your shadow work and integrating the darkness integrating the parts of you that you previously pushed away you know that that party girl I don't hate her I don't judge her she that was her way of coping Mm -hmm. that was her way of coping she was in so much pain she was so depressed she didn't want to like live so she was like I how do I get happy she didn't know better than to drink and party. Yeah, yeah. I thing. went through a party phase as well. And it's just like, it made sense because you don't have to escape with the pain. Yeah, I was like obsessive about have, having people around me. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, 
this um, shadow work. So I know like some of us who are doing this work know what that means and some don't. And I think that going through a breakup is a really um, good opportunity for exploring the shadow. So what mm -hmm. does that mean to you? I think a breakup is an ideal catalyst mm -hmm. for shadow work. It's ideal. It's so good. If you, if your person, if you're listening to this right now and you're going through a breakup, oh, there's almost <laughs> a little bit of jealousy that I feel. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, I feel that sometimes. Yes, <laughs> like I you know. can rewrite your I, whole I, life. Yes. <laughs> I wish people could know what an opportunity a breakup is, and I do yeah. feel that once in a while. Like, oh, I wish I was going through that. That's that's cool. Like, who gets to do right? this fresh because start? It's, it's like brand new. It's all about yep. you now. Like, just you, just you. And and I think now, and uh, I'm not sure about your relationship. Are, are you you're in a relationship uh, as well, Dennis? No, I'm single. I mean, okay. I figured, uh, you know, I'm kind of to the place where I've taken all of what I've learned from a couple of breakups and now like leading my best life. Yeah, I would, I feel like I would be such a good single person right now, yeah. as opposed to how <laughs> shitty, like, <laughs> but, like, I feel like there's such great resources now, but at the same time, you have to get exposed to them. And that is also your responsibility. But I find that it's such an exciting moment for single people in general right now, as hard as it may seem for so many reasons, there's also so much excitement. Mm -hmm. And if I were single at this time, if I was going through, if I were going through, through a breakup, yes, it's painful, but feel it all, feel mm -hmm. it all. And look at what didn't work, what worked, where did you feel disappointed? Why did you feel disappointed? Is that something that you thought the other partner needed to do? Like really put on those like, detective glasses and go to town like go to town and and get curious af about what happened and mm -hmm. also about you if i i mean i was gonna say if i were single i would just like be selfish af but i'm like i am like this my i made my business about this and that's why i'm able to show up in such a bad last way like of such a big way for my clients yeah. is because mm -hmm. I fill myself up all the time like yeah. all the time and I yeah. don't feel bad about it I don't feel guilty about how much time it takes me to to replenish myself I also don't feel guilty about boundaries mm -hmm. I have boundaries where even in my marriage my husband was like it's easy for you you just do whatever the fuck you want I'm like, yeah, try that. You know, that's like, actually not easy for a lot of people. It, yeah. it takes a lot of strength and discipline and determination mm -hmm. to um, embrace that way of life. Absolutely. And, and also the, the worst is actually uh, received from people who don't have any boundaries or any protection of their own time. Like they don't value their time. They don't value their energy. They will project onto you how wrong you are for protecting yours. So yeah. that's actually one of the things that came up in our relationship where my husband was like, he thought he had to trade things with me in order to, like he, he, he says the word compromise. And now we're at a place where I, I don't want him to compromise. Like, I don't believe that that's healthy for me because he's not getting what he wants. I'm not getting what I want. Yeah. Like nobody's winning. No one's and winning. the way I see life not, I'm not saying this is the end all be all. I'm saying what matters to me is that I'm living in integrity with myself mm -hmm. and that my husband is living in integrity with himself. 
And then if that, if we can do a Venn diagram where we overlap in the middle and that's our relationship, then so be it. And that's actually, that's where we thrive. That's where, that's how we're thriving now. And I started my personal development journey a lot earlier than him at this point, but he's starting his now full force on his own, his own decision, not me telling him what to do, not me saying, Mm -hmm. study this course. I tried that. Doesn't work. Doesn't Learn work. about attachment. <laughs> Learn about human design. Let me read yeah. cards. Oh he doesn't know his time of birth. It is the worst. Oh, no. We've talked about this before. Where's your birth certificate? Call his mother. <laughs> no, I'm very close with his mom. She doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know. Oh. So, yeah. So they like, they kind of know, but they don't know. But and, you can still yeah. get someone's chart with an estimate, right? Yeah, uh, I I mean, my husband is like a walking billboard for what a cancer son is. And he, <laughs> like, I mean, it's so loud. And, <sighs> and so, so I see that archetype at play like crazy. Um, but there's also other ones that I'm seeing for sure. He has got a Scorpio moon and it, oh my God, it's so <laughs> obvious. But other than that, I don't really know. I know he's a generator for sure. For sure, mm-hmm. he's a generator. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just a lot of archetypes that speak very clearly. But mm-hmm. it's kind of painful because I can't put my magic like crazy to play. But yeah. I'm still all the time like <laughs> seeing his archetypes and I call them out. And now he knows. It actually helps him to see himself and to understand. But I guess what I was trying to say is if you're in a relationship and you want your partner to get on board with your personal development, I think mm-hmm. that that's the wrong way to go about it. I think just you do you yeah, and let him see you, let her see you, right? Let, mm-hmm. let your partner see you in your process and let the embodiment of it speak for itself. Yeah, Cause, cause I think that that's way more attractive and fun and sexy than do this, do that. And then you take on the mother role, which is not yeah. sexy, which there's no polarity at play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, and then that, that's what I'm saying. Like, my relationship right now is exciting, fun, thriving because I think of me prioritizing myself, my needs, my values and putting unapologetic boundaries around it. Mm-hmm. Just, this is me. This is my space. I need to build my shit. You handle yours. The best mm-hmm. thing you can do for me is to take care of you. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And I, I mean, you were talking about, um, not living life for other people and how the best thing you can do for them is to focus on you. And the best thing they can do is to focus on them. And it just, it makes me think about people pleasers and how, um, I mean, earlier we were talking about how in a relationship, it's easy to fall into that role of like sex worker and cleaner. And you're just like providing everything for this person, because as a people pleaser, you can, you can see what they need so easily, but you're not very good at seeing what you need internally. And so you have to become the people pleaser for yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I actually I, I I go I actually say almost those exact words I go for, go from people pleasing to personal pleasing like, ah. so so same 
same vibes, Claire. I like it. I like it. Um, there's one tool I know you've talked about, um, on your Instagram and on your podcast as well. And I one time got the name of it wrong and called it a sacred sandwich, but it's a sacred burger. (laughs) Hey, I like sandwiches. I actually had a burger today so this is so fun that we're talking about yeah. this but yeah yeah that I remember talking about it with you and laughing mm-hmm. so hard because you called it a sandwich um but yeah it, it, you wanted me to talk about that I just thought um since you'd already shared it publicly because I don't want to take like all of your tools from your program oh my God. you I know give everything away I mean, <laughs> my, program, my program is the transformation even if you listen to every single thing I do like it's not the same when you're with me all yeah. the time oh, obviously. I like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I just thought it'd be a cool tool for um our listeners to like take away mm-hmm. from this as like you can start this tomorrow and oh my goodness, it'll make can. a huge difference <gasps> yes it's really oh my I believe in this so much so this actually (laughs) (laughs) but this goes this goes so beautifully with what we were just talking about uh about prioritization of your own needs and focusing on you and not being a people pleaser like if you're still in those patterns if you're just fresh out of a breakup if this is you and you're just like, I don't understand. Like, you're yeah. telling me I can't drink, I can't party, I can't smoke weed. Right? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> do a secret burger. You can. So, I guess. <laughs> you can. You can do all of those things, but like, yeah. it's about becoming conscious of why yeah, yeah. you do those things. Are you doing yeah. them to, because you're sad? Or are you doing them to celebrate life? There's a big mm, difference. Exactly. Um, uh, so, because uh, drinking in itself is not wrong, it's the relationship that you have to the drinking, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So, so the burger, the sacred burger is about reclaiming your time. It's about reclaiming your energy. So if you're at a nine to five right now and you're still not feeling like you're on purpose, or if you're in a shitty relationship or just broke up with someone mm-hmm. and you're like, want to get back together and all of that, go for that. But just add this to your life. Okay. Listen to me. Like, seriously, if you just add this to your life, everything will shift. And I promise you, this is my promise. Scouts honor, okay? You have a bottom <laughs> burger. So how does a burger work? There's two buns and there's like the meat in the middle or vegan meat, whatever. Um, the middle is what you can't really change. Like, let's say that's your job. That's the job that you're at right now or the relationship that you're at right now. What I'm telling you to, to reclaim, to take reclamation over is the bottom burger, the, the bottom bun and the top bun. Mm-hmm. So the buns are the beginning of your day and the end of your day. So the morning routine and the nighttime routine, this is a non-negotiable. This is yours. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do in between, I don't care, but you got to have a bottom bun and a top bun. So for me, these look like, like, this is the perfect time to add your priorities and the values that you say you have. Mm -hmm. If you go in life and you talk to people, most people can't name their values. Most people don't know what the fuck they live for. They have no idea. They Mm -hmm. don't know what they live for. And then they're looking for pleasure outside of themselves. They can't even communicate what they stand for. So if you want a relationship that thrives, obviously we, you do, I do, everybody does. I think even if people say they don't, they do. They want a happy relationship. Start by living according to those values, at least on your bottom burger and your top burger. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to tell you what to do in your morning routine. If you value cartoons, watch cartoons. <laughs> if you value art, do some art. 
If you value podcasts, listen to podcasts. If you want to start your own podcast, put 15 minutes a day studying how that technology works. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you value? So mm-hmm. the way that you, you, it doesn't have to be like six hours in the morning at that night. It can be 20 minutes and 20 minutes, but you have to stay consistent. And mm-hmm. over time, what you're going to find is like, I am worth putting energy into myself. I'm worth putting energy into my future. I am building my future by putting time a little bit in the morning and a little bit at night just on myself. And for me, it looks like waking up, I have a meditation practice uh, and then I do this Pilates yoga thing and that sets me up. Mm-hmm. And then I go into my shower, I listen to a podcast or I dance. And mm-hmm. it's like this, this thing that I do just for me. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's my own little me party. And at <laughs> night, yeah, I like and, that. And it's, it really is fun. I really have fun. Yeah. And if people try to take this time away from me, I protect it like a fierce lioness. Like, yeah. it, no, you can't call me at this time. You can't talk to me. This is me time. Yeah. If my husband tries to come into my yoga room while I'm doing yoga or Pilates, like he walks in and sometimes I lock the door. I'm like, you're not welcome. This is me time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care Love if you're it. leaving for work right now. I'm doing this. Love so it. I protect it. I protect it so much, which means that later on in the day, when people ask things of me, I don't feel resentful Yeah. because I, my cup is full because I prioritize me first. Yeah. I filled up my cup so that later on in the day, I have energy for the things that I care about, the things that mm-hmm. to me are needing my energy. I put my energy where I want to put it. So I'm at this point in my career where 100% of what I do is my choice of my business and all of that. I still have maybe a little 5% where it's my flip projects. I have flipping houses, mm-hmm. um, but it's so minimal. What I mean is that I have 100% say over what I do like I can decide if somebody nobody can say Sasha you need to be here now like mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. but I know that that's not everybody listening so yeah. that took a, a a long process but if you can start to reclaiming at least the bottom burger and the top burger like the top bun mm-hmm. like the top bottom bun top bun of your day mm-hmm. you're well on your way to creating um a life that looks like you right so yeah. living your purpose to me starts with the burger yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it so much. It's so good. Especially what you said about values. It's like, I think so, so much like frustration in life and like feeling like you're, you know, spinning your wheels and just like never doing anything you're proud of or that's in alignment with you. And I think so many people are in that space could be fixed by literally just being like 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. And that way you're like every day you're like, Hey, I've done something that was for me. Yes. And when people ask you what you're into, you can, you know what to say. You're not like, exactly. Um, you're not just like, I, like, I don't all know. Kinds of yeah. I like everything. <laughs> it's like, Oh fuck. You're one of those. Like, no, I, Oh, so boring. Yeah. Like you want to be special. And, and in order to be special, because that's how people find you, you can't have an aligned relationship if you're living with so many masks mm-hmm. and th- that's what happens with a lot of people. That's what happened to, to me. That's what happens. I think a lot of people and they, they mm-hmm. go, we go through life 
protecting ourselves with so many identities like oh I'm perfect I want to be perfect or mm-hmm. I want to blend into this and there we chameleon ourselves into things we're like mm-hmm. I'm in in this crowd I'm this in this crowd I'm this and we're not showing up as our truth we, we don't show up as our true selves because we're we don't think that that's going to be pleasing to others mm-hmm. and the irony is that the more confident and at ease and at peace we are with ourselves and we start to radiate that mm-hmm. we get we get linked up with soulmate people soulmate clients soulmate friendships it's like all of it is literally mm-hmm. about you becoming more you everything comes from that everything yeah Woo. I think that's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful breakup advice. I think it's wonderful advice for anyone who's trying to up-level their lives and find their purpose. And yeah, I'm a really big fan. I want to take a bite out of the sacred burger. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love um, that. So, Sasha, before we um, sadly let you go, <laughs> um, tell our listeners about your work and where they can find you and what you have going on yeah and your podcast Uh, thank you thank you so much I I just want to say this has been like the shortest little hour of podcast it was so fun to be yeah I was I I I, yeah regretting that we have to have integrity yeah you can come back but this was this was really 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 fun for me um so thank you for having me and thank you for just allowing me to share my story uh if you want to find me if you want to chat with me come talk to me on instagram like literally, if you just go there, that's, I think, the best place to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Sasha, S-A-C-H-A. I am French-Canadian. That's why it's a C. Yep. And, and we'll uh, put it in the show notes, people. Yeah, exactly. So Sasha.enlivened. And my podcast is called Enlivened. And yeah, I also have a Facebook group where I go live pretty often. And I teach uh, free masterclasses quite regularly about uh, purpose alignment and also a lot of astrology if you're into that and it's not for everybody but I I focus on um, empowerment and alignment of purpose big time so thank you so much for listening and thank you guys so much for having me this is that yeah it was a blast I have to this I have to so say fun. this was just like exactly what we want out of <laughs> our guest yeah. interview series so thank you yeah, and I think people are going to get so much value from this. So we really appreciate you coming on the show. And yeah, it was so fun. We literally blinked and it was over. Right. <laughs> I'm excited to share you with our listeners. And yeah, everyone go and check out Sasha's work. We're going to be putting everything in the show notes. I joined her Facebook group uh, just today, actually. It's, and I already yeah. like a big fan. Um, definitely go over there and join And yeah, thank you, Sasha, for all of the wonderful things that you're bringing to the world. And yeah, glad to be connected with you. And yeah, talk soon. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at JaniceFormicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, 
broken hearts and moving on. And here's a preview of our next episode. So for breakup specific affirmations, like in our next episode, it's not really our episode, but in our bonus bonus material, uh, bonus material <laughs> that will have a lot of breakup affirmations in there for you. But I also like to um, highlight that these affirmations, you can create them as a flip of the negative beliefs that are keeping you stuck. Yes. Breakup. Yes. So, I just love that you're starting with awareness about what about your blockages. Yeah. <laughs> Affirmations are a way to turn the tide against those negative beliefs that have been running on autopilot and start adding some positivity and some conflict with those negative beliefs and being like, well, which one do I want to be true? Oh. Probably the positive one, right? 